Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson. And, you know, we started the program today uh, talking about the primary elections, talking about this whole idea of endorsements. Do they matter? Do we have to keep score about how many of the endorsed candidates from President Biden won or lost? How many of the candidates that were endorsed by former President Trump won or lost uh, were, were losing? By focusing on that, uh, said we should focus on who the candidates were, what their message was, what their communication strategy was, because otherwise we end up playing this lovely game of bandwagon. Uh, and I firmly believe that in the end, endorsements make little difference at all uh, in the course of a long campaign. And too often, where we see people trying to make them the silver bullet, well, if just you know if they just endorse us, we'll we'll win, or or that'll be you know devastation for our opponent. And it just doesn't work out that way. It's an excuse. It's a search for a silver bullet that doesn't exist. The silver bullet is hard work and heavy lifting. And we've seen that over and over and over again. Uh, As I've worked and consulted with a wide variety of political candidates across the country, as soon as I start hearing the staff talking about endorsements, uh, I tell them to knock it off and go to work. Uh, Because it's not about the endorsement. It's about the message, the vision, and where you're going. Uh, and I've seen a lot of campaigns uh, start their own little bandwagon parade ceremony uh, when they got a certain endorsement, only to find out that they didn't do the hard work and heavy lifting of connecting with the voters and having a message and a vision and a strategy, and they end up losing in the end. And that's part of our politics that we got to get different, that we have a different kind of conversation about it. And you know, we, we live in this age in this world where we've got instant fads and viral trends and, and those that actually have the ability to stay the course and avoid the constant jumping on and jumping off of the latest and greatest bandwagon are those who are actually going to win at life in business, in politics, in leadership of any kind. Uh, I, I've often joked that uh, some of the political bandwagons ought to be equipped with airbags. Because uh, you got people jumping on and jumping off with every little whim, with every little pole, with every little new thing that comes out. And when you chase bandwagons and bumper stickers, you always lose. Uh, and I, I believe that. I think every bandwagon ought to become equipped with airbags. Maybe we'll get a, uh, a regulation to do that so we can enforce it, <laughs> that every bandwagon has an airbag. Because at some point, you're going to get jolted. But society just seems to be forever searching but never satisfied, so the the bandwagons roll on. Uh, And I have a a real-life example of this uh, from my dad. Back in the old days, it was a a bit of a sport to to chase the fire engines as they, you know, race to the site of a fire. And I remember my dad telling me about a a lazy summer afternoon long, long years ago uh, where my dad and his buddies were just kind of hanging out, and they heard the siren of the county fire engine. And so finally, finally, something exciting was happening in their world. So they hopped into their car. 
They followed the noise until they spotted the red fire engine speeding down the street. And it must have been a, a pretty boring day here in Salt Lake City because they uh, there were already several cars that were also following the fire engine. And so they jumped on that bandwagon, and, and all of those cars wound their way through the city, uh, picking up additional cars along the way. And it was bandwagon time, so everybody was getting in line and following the fire engine. Well, the fire engine worked its way uh, outside of town, and finally... Uh, the engine pulled into the to the old fairgrounds. It made its way past the gates uh, to the far side uh, of the event center there at the fairgrounds. Twenty or more cars followed. And then just as the last car pulled past the entrance gate, the police closed and locked the gate behind them. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. And the police then walked around handing out tickets and citations to each of the cars that had jumped on the seemingly exciting bandwagon of following the fire engine. Uh, That was an important lesson for my dad. I think it's an important lesson for all of us because sadly we are becoming a nation of bandwagoners. People jump on the, the wagon when the going's good for their cause or for a candidate or some Hollywood celebrity or sports figure, and then they bail out the moment things go south or get a little bit tough. And I'm convinced that this is just an exhausting way to live, and it's a lousy, lousy way to lead a country. Uh, David Azarod once said that the founders of this country sought to prove to the world that societies are capable of reflection and choice in establishing good government. Our task remains, as always, to prove that such a Republican government can be maintained. And that's not always the bandwagon excitement stuff. The Constitution of the United States is a solid, sturdy, and steady force for freedom. It's grounded in timeless principles and transcendent truths rather than the fleeting philosophies of popular pundits or the whatever the current political trade winds are. So the Constitution, to me, stands as a, a monument to deliberate discussion, deeper dialogue. Its words have been a beacon across the years, illuminating a better way to, to foster communities to thrive and individuals that, that really flourish. And for uh, many years now, our Constitution has withstood the bandwagons of expediency, of leniency, even blind ambition. And so the, though the bandwagons and the uh, airbags hadn't been invented at the time, I think George Washington got it right when he declared the Constitution is the guide, which I will never abandon. 
And so we, we just have to be careful. Uh, a nation with a bandwagon mentality is always going to suffer from uncertainty, division, and distractions, causing many to chase things that matter least at the expense of those things that actually matter most. So as citizens and as a nation, uh, it really, really is time for us to just get off this bandwagon mentality of jumping on and jumping off whatever the popular thing is or whatever's getting the most hits and clicks on social media. It's time for us to stand firm on our principles and ensure that the standard that has made our nation great remains strong regardless, regardless of the political or whatever the popular bandwagons are of the day. And whether that's in a primary election, a general election, our businesses or our communities, uh, no bandwagons required. Stick to the principles. Focus on the people. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. Utah's choice for 100 years. Where is the shuttle, Vic? Can you see it? Arrives from the dark and desolate valley. The rest of the world hears you. We're the station for breaking news, traffic and weather together, and conversation about important stories. KSL FM Midvale. KSL Salt Lake City. Thank you for 100 years of trust from KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.